So Sir Charles Coulomb, and this was published a couple of years ago at Catholicism.org. Brother Andre just re, kind of reposted it today. No one laughs harder than me at the meme showing Santa Claus being arrested for identity theft while St. Nicholas is told by a policeman that we got the guy. His brother Andre in his latest holiday quoting Father, according from Father Feeney said, I do not know what Christmas in the United States is going to be like from now on. I frankly do not. I have seen how it has deteriorated in the past 25 years. I know the deceivers and haters of Jesus and Mary across the street at Harvard College will go through this Christmas religiously as fraudulently as they went through the last one. There will be red lights blinking on Christmas trees this year, the same as last year. Light revealing nothing. Light meant to be the means of making things visible with nothing to show. Undoubtedly, someone like Theodore Spencer of Harvard, who called Jesus a myth before he died, will get up and read Dickens' Christmas Carol. That is supposed to be very Christmassy and stuff. Some noted actor, if he is able, will do a little Christmas barking on the radio. Some notorious comedian will roar like Santa Claus. All undoubtedly and horrifically true. But I have to admit that I was born into a household where there was a bit of a mixture, Sir Charles Coulomb writes. The nativity set was prominent. Midnight mass with a must. We sang Christian carols. And the tree was never bought or trimmed until Christmas Eve. You know what? You can't even find a Christmas tree on Christmas Eve anymore. You can't do that unless you're going to cut one down in your backyard. If you go to a Christmas tree lot on Christmas Eve, you know what you're going to find? A Charlie Brown tree. What's wrong with a Charlie Brown tree? I'm talking the one that's like three uh, to uh, uh, eight toes in the grave. Yeah, yeah but they're really cheap. <laughs> Frugal Maggie, always. Ever thus the frugal. All undoubtedly and horrifically true, but I have to admit that I was only because it's Sir Charles Cologne. The truth is I really loved and brought into the whole Santa mythos. The old gentleman himself, his workshop at the North Pole, his elves, legion of anonymous, anonymous helpers, slaying reindeer, especially Rudolph, Frosty the Snowman, and all the rest. I fervently believed in. At an early age, of course, I was unaware, thanks to Twas the Night Before Christmas, and up on the housetop, that Santa Claus was somehow connected to a saint called Nicholas. And then Sir Charles said, no, in my defense, I was born before 1960. Let's skip ahead. Our removal to Hollywood did not make that much of a difference. The Santa Claus Lane Parade featured its namesake at the end of its course. And the late, much-lamented Hollywood Broadway department store had displays almost as good as Macy's. And also featured one of his omnipresent helpers impersonating him. But despite mounting evidence, I held Steph steadfastly under the belief in the jolly old Sprite. Every Christmas, the cookies, milk, and carrots left for him, and his antlered steeds vanished. And there was always footprints in the fireplace ashes. Did not Schaffler's book on Christmas reaffirm my belief? <laughs> but one day, the very man who had made Santa live in our home took it upon himself to end my faith in him. Dad explained to me that although he himself was responsible for the actual delivery of gifts and the North Pole was empty of everything but polar bears, Santa made up 
in symbolic value what he and his cohorts lacked in objective reality. Moreover, he was a sort of image of a real, very real person, St. Nicholas. Dad then proceeded to pull out from his own bookshelf the December 1960 Marican Heritage and open it to an article, A Certain Nicholas of Patara. Thanks to my father, I shed my belief in Santa and gained instead a love of St. Nicholas. And then now let's go back to Father Longenecker. So he quotes the Herbert, Hermit, Herman Clement Moore poem, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas." And then we wind up here. Then, in 1863, cartoonist Thomas Nast began a series of annual black-and-white drawings inspired by the poem. These drawings established a rotund Santa with flowing beard, fur garments, and an omnipresent clay pipe. Along with the image shift came a, a, a linguistic shift. The German St. Nicholas, as in Jack Nicholas, and the Deutsche Stinkerklaus, or Sinterklaus, became Sanctiklaus, then Santa Claus. By the 1920s, well-known illustrators N.C. Wyatt and J.C. Leyendecker had jumped on the sleigh, producing lush, realistic portrayals of the red-suited, white-bearded, rotund elf, and by the 1930s, none other than Norman Rockwell picked up the, 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 tradi uh, the tradition in his covers for the Saturday Evening Post. In 1931, the artist Haddon Sundblom linked Santa with Coca-Cola. And for 35 years, Santa was famous for refreshing his thirst with Coke before visiting another home in his endless Christmas Eve adventure. He thus became universal, appearing in adver advertisements everywhere. As a result, the image of St. Nicholas became like the soda he was drinking, Sweetly sentimental, but with little nutritional value. <laughs> the advertisers took it to the next level, and soon Santa was a universal salesman, used to sell most anything at the end of the year. Now that the link between Santa Claus and St. Nicholas is completely broken, it's a good time to rejuvenate the true celebration of St. Nicholas Day. No sense being a Scrooge about Santa. Let him be a jolly part of Christmas. But let us bring back St. Nicholas and remember this day in Advent as a reminder of the true spirit of St. Nicholas, a valiant defender of the faith. You know, you know the, the, the story of St. Nicholas, some, some people say, ah, it's an urban legend, it's a myth, it's a legend, it's a tradition, there's no proof that St. Nicholas walked across the room and slapped somebody up on the head to get it. Who cares? I like the story. And I want to think that a bishop like Nicholas of Smyrna or Myrna, or as Brother Andre at St. Benedict Center says, uh, Bari, B-A-R-I, was brave enough, was convicted enough in his faith to go like, hey, you, Arius, you're talking heresy, bruh. Oh, you're going to keep on doing it? I said you're talking heresy, dude. All right, that's it. <laughs> Slap, smack.
No sense being a Scrooge about Santa. Let's uh, let him be a jolly part of Christmas, but let's bring St. Nicholas back and remember this day in Advent. He was a valiant defender of the faith, a tender-hearted lover of the poor, and a kindly, generous soul who, in his kindness to Chirons, saw that the true message of Christ's nativity was that unless you became you become like a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom. <laughs> 